Welcome along to Crunching Gears. This is the final episode of season one, and it's a very special episode. We once again speak to 1983 Donegal International Rally winner, Vincent Bonner. Now, Vincent Bonner is second. Was it expected? Oh, no, never. Uh, I don't think there's any real reason for it. You know, we were going as quick last year, but, you know, we just didn't seem to get it together, the same as we can get it together this year, you know. Uh, the stages, again, you know, are very bumpy. Maybe the boys are lifting more for that or not, I don't know. What but, is the uh, gap between yourself and Bertie, do you know? Something over half a minute, I think. Right. Think so, yeah. And what's the gap between you and the third man? I suppose something similar, I think. So now, yeah. how are you going to play from here in? Well, just keep going at the pace we're going at anyway to see what happens. Now, Bertie, I understand, has had problems with his brakes. He's probably going to be going quicker. Austin has lost five minutes. Right, well, again, you know, it's last July since I sat in the car before, you know, and I'm only getting used to the car again, you know. So, uh, probably, I don't know, might be able to go a bit quicker again now this time, I don't know. Oh, well, that's what it's all about. Like, Vincent's a good driver, and uh, he's got a very good car there, and uh, he's obviously very capable, but we'll try and stay in front of him, you know. You know, the crowd gets you going, and, you know, stages are familiar, there's no doubt about that, you know. But as far as catching Bertie Fisher's on, there's no way. Just no way. I mean, you have to have a bit of respect for the man. He was second in the circuit, and he's driving a very, very good car. You know, and there's just no way. We're getting within three and four seconds of him, but that's it. He's good fun for you, though, is well, it? Well, I'm enjoying it. I am enjoying it. There's no two ways about that. We're about uh, 40 seconds ahead of Austin McHale, and uh, it's coming very hard, but we're trying to stay out of the way. It is coming very hard. Oh, yes, yeah. So, you know, the car's handling beautiful now and everything else, so see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, well, now you're missing the company of Bertie Fisher. Yeah, as far as I know, he's back in eighth place at the moment, you know. So, these things happen, that's rally. But back in Letterkenny, thousands are ready to greet their heroes, Vincent Bonner and Seamus McGetty. And so the happy man from Dunlow has his greatest hour. He collects £1,200 of the Donegal Oil Company money with his escort. He's been well served by Seamus Begettig and his co-driver, and he's now a hero in Donegal. Was it all a well-laid plan to snatch the oil man's money? No way, I never figured even from the word go that, it, you know, anything like this could happen. No How long way. have you been at the game? This is about, I think, the 13th year. Thir 13 times, lucky. <laughs> there you are. But you had a great drive. Well, I can't complain. The car went beautifully, and, you know. I hadn't a hitch from, the, you know, the word go. Every stage, just one after the other, they were all the same. We hadn't a problem with the car. Sydney made me a fantastic job of the car. But you had, you had some superb competition as well. I think you'd like to... Pay tribute to the Oh, video. definitely. I mean, Austin McHale put on some performance. He really, he was the star of the rally. You know, he's been tortured with bad luck all the time, you know. And this time again, it's struck on Atlantic Drive. You know, and I want to pay tribute to, to Austin McHale for putting up such a fine display of the rally. Well, he definitely was mighty man. Here's a quick few snippets of Vincent and myself last conversation. I always wanted, before I left, 
to try and drive a four-wheel drive car, you know, mm -hmm. because that was at the peak of my time then, and, you know, it was the right time maybe to get into one of them or that. Uh -huh. And I was friendly with that John Price in, in Wales, and, and he had metros at the time, mm -hmm. and uh, he had a very good metro, and I asked him would he be interested in hiring. He was hiring cars at the time, and we made the deal to hire the car, and maybe the week before the rally or something. Um, he told me, no, that he wasn't hiring the car. Something else had come up and he wasn't hiring the car. So I was there then and I wasn't had no car. Would you love to step into like a world rally car now or an R5 car or whatever, just to see what they're like? Is, is the next there now or are you just would glad to watch in the side lines? No, I would love to drive a four-wheel drive car. Not, I wouldn't like to drive a four-wheel drive in a, to a rally or something no. like that, but I would just like to get in to see the experience of it, yes. you know. With, with, the, with the, the amount of talk to someone and whatnot now compared to what we were used to, uh -huh. you know, and the way that just the way they lead the line and, and the brakes to some of them and everything. And I remember myself and John maybe two years ago now, we went up to watch the Ulster Rally, mm -hmm. and uh, it was the R5 cars we were watching, it was the beginning mm -hmm. of them, and uh, we were standing at a junction up in the hill. And they came down the road to our right and then down to the junction, which was maybe about 300 or 400 yards down from us. And then they came up and passed us. But see where they were coming down to the junction. I was amazed at the way they could stop the car. I, there's no way we could stop a car when we were driving them in that distance. It's just unbelievable the brakes is on them cars. Yeah, I, and for that, the like of that reason, I would like to just, you know, to get on. Experience it. Yeah. Step forward. Mr. Donna Kelly. Donna was the man to make that dream, I suppose, a reality. We'll let Vincent take up the story from here. So, he got a phone call, but I let Vincent explain the story now. Yeah, but, uh, but I think it was last Tuesday evening, I got a phone call from Donna Kelly, and uh, whatever I was doing, I didn't answer it anyway, and the next morning he rang me again and uh, answered him then, and he says to me, I have a question for you. And I says, right, what is it? And he says, uh, what are you doing at the weekend? And I says, I'm doing very little. <laughs> There's nothing we can do. And he says, well, I might go up to do a wee bit of testing. He says, up the road. He says, would you be interested in coming up? And I says, you know, what do you mean? And he says, uh, yeah, I want you to get a run with me in the car. He says, and then maybe after a few times, he says, you might try a wee hand at it yourself. I says, you must be joking. I've never sat in a four-wheel drive car in my life. And says, I, out from that, not even a left-hand drive car, did I drive a road car or anything? Mm -hmm. He says, don't worry about it. He says, sure, there's nobody putting a gun to your head. Just motor away the best you can. And uh, we came up and I really, really enjoyed every minute of it. It was fantastic, you know. Uh, you, got the, you got the chance to sit with Donna and then you were driving the car. And it's like some experience for you. Unbelievable, you know, because, you know, these are like dreams come true, you know, when you dream about something like this and they talk all the time, you know, I'd be talking to different people about these four-wheel drive cars and whatnot and you may imagine they are good, you know, how, you know, mm -hmm. but uh, the next thing he says to me, well, I'll get to get you up the road for a couple of runs and show you the bits and pieces about it and whatnot and tell me about the lag and the gear changing and all that of it and uh, the next thing he started he, he, he had would say about five runs done before this with Conor Foley and he came down and, and uh, I got into it then and he took off and I'll never forget to the day I die the corners I thought never would you get round them and we came down to uh, we went over a crest and, and when you came over the crest there was a, a square right and uh, I, I said we'll never get round here and 
we could have went another 10 mile an hour quicker. That's how good it was. It's unbelievable. And then see ordinary corners, you'd be lifting on, you know, modified cars and that. Mm-hmm. You never come off it. Keep it to the tadden all the time. <laughs> and you just keep pulling gears, pulling gears, you know. It's unbelievable. The torque is frightening. Uh-huh. And that's a 1.6 turbo, you know, like it's not huge, like, you know, huge uh, CCs. Like. Oh, I, th- <laughs> I thought it was a three litre, to be quite honest with you. I didn't even know that, uh-huh. to be honest with you. Oh, it's, it's so nice that when you, you know, the torque is so good, seeing third gears like first gear, uh-huh. you know, and, and you know, and no matter what corner you go into, you always seem to be in the right gear, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, it's, it's, it's something, and the brakes are out of this world, really out of this world. <laughs> And then you get the opportunity to swap seats with Donna, and you get into the driver's seat. Yeah. What was that like? I, I was glad that I got in with him first because you know I wasn't I didn't know what to expect you know because mm-hmm. and uh, then Paul uh, Paul Flanagan he kind of explained to me that that was the steering so so light on it you know and very very sensitive and all that and. Uh, a good job he told me that because see when it gets out of phase you know like a modified car you can go too far to correct it uh-huh. this you only have to look at it sideways and, he said, and it's back on track again right. and uh, see if it, you know the back of it would slide about a wee bit at all just keep your foot on it and it'll straighten so quick it's not funny uh-huh. it's brilliant so it is yeah and then uh, after save after the third run I really got on to it then and uh-huh. I'll tell you it was hard to get out of it <laughs> <laughs> hard to get out of it so you're, you're just delighted now you come and took the opportunity Oh, I'll, I'll remember to the day I die. That's right. I mean, I had lo- I had definitely lovely experiences in rally cars over the time, you know. Uh-huh. But the day I changed them all, there's no yeah. question about it. And, <laughs> you know, and I had good times, yes. even in '83 and everything else. And uh-huh. this here, the day was just something special. And I, I never just thought that a rally car could be as good as it is. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Well, Vincent, yeah. thank you very much now for just taking the time to just just to relive your <laughs> glory of today. As well, Father, thank you very much, Kevin. Okay. Appreciate Appreciate it so much. Thank, Thank you. Gary Little Honey also got the chance to sit with the Vincent Bonner at the test. And here's his, his thoughts on how it went. Gary, you got the opportunity to sit with Vincent Bonner for a few runs in the polo. Uh, I did. Um, wasn't expecting it, to be honest with you. Uh, Don asked me to come up here today for this bit of a test. And um, he just said to me there, uh, get your helmet on, get it ready there. Uh, he says, I want you to sit with this man. So uh, it was a bit of a an experience for me uh, that I never thought it was going to happen today, anyway. And would Vincent been a bit of a hero of yours as well? Well, uh, I suppose I'm a wee bit young to be remembering standing when I won Donegal International Rally, but I'll tell you, uh, between photographs and video clips mainly, um, I probably have watched that uh, footage of Vincent won in Donegal for probably 10 years or 15 years of watching it, and uh, I suppose... He was a hero to look from a Donegal man looking at Vincent Bonner one in the Donegal Rally shirt. You know, it was something that I looked on to say, geez, that would be a dream come true for that man. So, uh, yes, to answer the question, he would have been a hero of mine through videos and, and, and photographs. But to meet him, uh, I suppose, in the flesh a couple of years ago and then to get to sit with him today uh, while he was driving a, a Polo R5 was, uh, was, I suppose, a dream come true for me, really. And how did they settle into the driving of the car? Well, I'll tell you, you wouldn't have to give him too much more encouragement to get him to enter a rally. Uh, uh, the first thing that I noticed of Vincent Bonner of the day, you know, he landed with his rally boots with him. And for a man that knows what he's doing, he knows that when you get into a modern car like this, you need your boots on. And I just thought straight away, this man this man knows what he's at here. And when he comes stepping up with his pair of rally boots on, I says, he's not here to, to just go up and down the road here. He wants to drive it and get a feel for it and get a feel for the pedals and... Um, uh, listen, 
he was very, very good, not to say he's an old man, but for his age, to sit in a modern car when he'd only been used to Mantas and Mark IIs, etc. Like, he was very, very good, and his car control... One time we're coming to the lake, uh, past the lake, like a square left, and it's the car stepped out on him, but it was just no problem at all. He just corrected it and made no fuss about it. He was just... And the next corner was flat out again. He, his, his car control impressed me for only having two or three runs in the car. He just adapted to it straight away. Yeah. And then John, Vincent's son, got a run in the car as well? I don't think John's expecting that either. I think uh, Donna says to him, listen, when you're here, have you your boots with you? And, and uh, he got John kitted out. So I'll tell you, John Boner, I think, should definitely take an R5 for a few runs because uh, he enjoyed it today. I suppose he's used to his Mark II and he drives that fairly well, uh, or very well, rather. Uh, so I think John, that has has the way of doing it and the ability... I think he should he should go and, and take a couple of runs in our five car because John's a good driver. Yeah. And like for for Donna to provide this opportunity for these guys, something else, isn't it? I don't. I, I just Donna never stops surprising you with, with these days out and surprises. Uh, you don't know what is going to be happening next week. Um, but you know, suppose he listened to your podcast and he heard that Vincent Boner never got an opportunity to drive a four wheel drive car and something he would like to do and. Donna put two and two together and, and got four and says, right, let's make this happen. And it was a serious opportunity because these things aren't easy run and it was a big step for Donna just to stand back and throw Vincent Bonner into a left-hand drive uh, Polo R5 and, and just basically let him at it. Um, but no, Donna always does these type of things. If he thinks somebody's going to enjoy it, he makes it happen. And um, he definitely made it happen today for Vincent Bonner because he, he, Vincent was smiling from ear to ear and still is, as you can see. Thanks very much, Gary. No bother. John Bonner, Vincent's son, also got an opportunity to get around the boat and I just wanted to say a few words, especially with thanks to Donna. And uh, we were just chatting to your dad there. What an experience for him today. Oh, unbelievable, you know what I mean? He'd hardly sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he really enjoyed it. Now, I can't wait to get talking to him and just, you know, uh-huh. think exactly what's up. But I know myself and the smile is in his face. Yes. He loved it. Uh-huh. And you get the opportunity for a run yourself. What did you make of the pool? Yeah, I must thank Donna. You know what I mean? You don't get them opportunities very often. And just to drive it, it you know, it's fantastic. It's, it's a different car altogether compared to my own car. Uh-huh. Like, even going up the road, the first run I had, and I was driving it like a Millington, revving it too hard. And then you kind of get used to it. But as I say, it's an amazing car. Something. Yes. Good experience. Uh-huh. And like, just, you know, what, like, what, what a treat for a day, you know, for you and your dad to come here and experience this. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? I can't thank Donna enough, you know what I mean? To, turn around and leave his car you know to give somebody a car it's, it's fantastic you know mm-hmm. and it's just I can't thank him enough yeah. and like I know he like he thinks the world of your dad I know any time I've ever asked him who his hero is Vincent Bonner is one of the, always the first names you know so. absolutely you know, and I'm sure Donna loved it as much as my father yeah, loved it you he'll, know, get the kick out of it as well. he'll never forget it anyway no that's yeah, for sure you know. well John as I say we know how much you enjoyed it and it's been a pleasure thank you very much now for taking the time to have a few words with us no bother thanks Kevin thank you <laughs> Finally, getting the opportunity to speak to the two heroes of the day. We're chatting here now to Donna Kelly and Vincent Bonner. Um, Vincent was telling us earlier about his dream come true today. So the man responsible for that dream, Donna Kelly. Thank you very much for joining us today, Donna. Thanks, uh, Kevin. Uh, I think it's uh, it's a dream for me as well. So uh, there's life in this old dog yet. Uh, I think if we swing him by Frost's on the way home, we could uh, 
get a check of him, we could have a car waited on low. <laughs> it wouldn't take much convincing, to be honest with you, at this stage. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that anything, whatever like this, would happen. I'll tell you, if there's a man above at all, this man will sail straight on, because his heart's definitely in the right place. <laughs> well, I know from talking to Donna myself, he's always named his hero as Vincent Bonner, so for you to get the spin, we'd, uh, must have been something else for you, Donna, to get this Ah, yeah, look, uh, Vincent uh, was always a hero uh, in, uh, in Donegal in particular, and the fact that uh, my mum's from Donalow, it, uh, it brought it a little closer to home, and certainly listening to my, my uncle and that telling stories about Vincent's antics when he was a, a young lad and taking his father's car and That's turning sure. it on the pier and That's stuff like sure. this so sure. uh, he was a, a certainly a, an idol for me uh, for a long time. Mm-hmm. So Vincent, the, today as you say has been just a dream come true. I mean what will I tell you, if he got as much pleasure out of it as I got out of it, he got some pleasure because <laughs> it, it definitely made my day and it'll, it'll be a long time before I forget it anyway definitely. I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would be able to drive one of those cars and you know I got onto it so well after the third run, you know, that I was really, really happy in it, you know. Yes. And I was always apprehensive about getting into one of them and what they were talking about and what not. But, you know, it's, 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 some, it's some experience for anybody to have, I'll tell you that, it definitely is. A natural progression for you to step into that car? Oh, unbelievable. I never drove a left-hand drive car in my life, not even a road car. Uh-huh. And, you know, to get in and just be, you know, so comfortable and everything else, it, uh-huh. it's unbelievable. So they are other, there's something else, yeah. they definitely are something else. Mm-hmm. And Donna, you love the polo too as much as, you know, nearly, almost as much as the Focus now probably at this stage. Yeah, look, the polo, it's a lovely car to drive and it, uh, I think it's seriously uh, impressive the way Vincent actually uh, grabbed the thing by the, the scruff of the neck there after a couple of runs and uh, Gary McElhinney was sitting on there and uh, I think uh, he's smiling still as well, you know, and uh, there's certainly no fear there anyway, that's for sure, and uh, it's a brilliant car, I have to say. Mm-hmm. So you made a lot of people very happy this today, I know, eh? you know, there's a, there's a, a lot of smiles and a lot of laughter That's here today. Sure. So. Definitely, yeah. I enjoyed every minute of it, definitely every minute of it, yeah. yeah. Well, lads, thank you very much and I appreciate you taking the time. No bother, no thank bother you very much, Kevin. Thank, thank you, Nook. Beautiful. What a day this was. For a chance for Vincent Bonner to get the opportunity to drive a four-wheel state-of-the-art rally car. It was a joy, day of joy for everyone involved. And I'm just delighted I was able to be there to be able to record it and bring my listeners a few memories from that day. I just want to wrap up now season one by thanking each and every one of you who has downloaded and listened to the, the podcast over the last six months. I'm just blown away by the response. And to each and every one who has taken part and everyone who has helped out in the background, you don't know who you are. I don't want to start naming names because I'm sure to forget somebody. But just really, really, really appreciate it. And I'm sure we'll speak soon because season two will be starting soon. Take care for now. Speak soon and a very happy new year to you all. Thank you now. Bye-bye.